In this sit down, I stand on all views, statements, and insight provided. If I can't stand on it, I will not speak on it. Let's get into it. Again, it's your boy Truth. You know, man, the many hats ain't none of them kept. I want to send out a a happy eleven eleven to everybody. I hope you have a spiritual awakening today. If you don't have a spiritual awakening, I hope you have a rebirth. Let's go get you back on the path you need moving forward after eleven eleven. And if you really on some deep spiritual stuff. Look at 11, 11, the night on the clock on 11, 11, and do some deep soul searching for a minute. You'll be surprised what might happen to you. You heard it here first. But, yo, I hope everybody had a great week since last week. I want to say again, I appreciate all y'all who've been listening to me, who've been giving me feedback. Um, I got some interesting feedback last week. Somebody told me, hey, man. We really enjoy what you're talking about, but you know this ain't going to be popular. And I let them know, like, hey, I ain't trying to have this be popular because those who supposed to get what I'm talking about, they go get it, and they go continue to rock with it, and the platform go continue to build with those of like minds, those who are not intended to get it, they won't get it, and they'll keep going on with the life that they live in and stand in darkness. You know, so this is the Stand On It podcast. We're going to talk that real talk. We're going to speak the real. We're going to stand on everything we're talking about. And we're going to give you content that's going to make you think. That's the purpose of this. So anyway, we're going to hop into this tonight. Um, Coming back off a great week. I uh, had a great time on vacation. I told y'all about that um, last week. So, you know, uh, my lady and I embarked upon my hometown, Newberry, South Carolina. We was in Newberry uh, vacationing for a couple of days. Nah, we wasn't in Newberry for real, but I kept tagging Newberry, and people was hitting me up like, bro, we didn't know you was in the city. Like, and I'm like, man, if you look at the video, you could tell this is not Newberry, but, you know, it was a joke. We had fun with it, but uh, it was a great time, um, you know, so... I suggest that everybody take some time sometime. Either if you ain't got a significant other, get away um, on your own. Just go see something else. Uh, hit the reset button. Get your mind right. Enjoy yourself. You know, you work hard. So, you know, sometimes you need to reward yourself. And if you're not working hard, work hard so you can earn the right to reward yourself. That's what you got to do. So, Tonight, we're going to kick it off. You know, our first segment is Unpopular Fact, all right? So, Unpopular Fact came about, um, you know, as I am maneuvering on vacation, 
Um, it really, a couple of things kind of resonated with me. Um, like my pop, some of the stuff he, he made sure that we understood as we were being raised is like, you know, always pay your bills, always make sure, uh, that you're on top of your finances. And one of the things he always said, like, I don't care if I don't have a dollar in my pocket, can't nobody come take anything away from me. You know, if all my bills is paid, I sit in the house broke. Um, I ain't get that until later in life. I was, you know, I was doing stuff in the streets. Uh, so any money I would get, I was spending it. I wasn't really worried about saving it. I would always think that I would have cash on hand. So I didn't care about credit. Um, I had a direct TV satellite in my name from a family member. I had nothing to do with it. This was way back in the day. Um, I had a cell phone in my name. I had nothing to do with it. And if you remember back in the day, they used to just see your credit cards in the mail, you know, and you could just activate them. So I had a couple of them I had swiped off on. I turned 18, just running them up, didn't pay them off, didn't understand the importance of having good credit. So that's the unpopular fact tonight, cash or credit, you know. Cash or credit. We're going to break this down really quick. Cash or credit. Cash and credit, only difference is one is your money, the other one is somebody else's money. So the cash is yours, the credit is somebody else's. That's it in a nutshell. Um, And I have, over the years, uh, built my credit up to have excellent credit. Um, I've learned the value of having money and saving and being smart with your money and Paying your bills. Um, I got a notification today that showed me I haven't been late on a bill or missed a payment in 13 years. So, you know, that's something to be, yeah. Yeah, that's something to be proud of. But, um, so, I'm qualified to speak on this topic. Um, some people are not qualified. And what I mean by that, all jokes aside, I seen this dude, uh, he was, Advertising that he's going to help people um, fix their credit. Well, I know this individual has horrible credit um, because this individual has asked me uh, about helping him with something that he needed my credit for. And I'm like, boy, like, you know, but again, this is standing on the podcast and, you know, friend, foe, whatever. If it's shady, I'm going to speak on it. Like, you can't be doing stuff like that if you're not in a position and you're not qualified. Um, and he's definitely not qualified to be talking to somebody about fixing their credit when he hasn't taken the necessary steps to make sure his is on the up and up. So I say that to say when we're talking about cash or credit, um, to me, they're both equally important. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. Like there are certain things you should use cash for and there are certain things that you should use credit for. Um, give you a couple things. So credit, you want to use credit on, first off, to get credit, you want to make sure when you're, when you're getting credit, even if you're, say for instance, you, you have credit, I don't want to call it bad credit, um, or poor credit. That sounds bad. Well, that's, that's what we go call it. Again, this is stand on a podcast. So if you have bad credit, um, you may want to start out with what's called a secured credit card. So what that is, is you 
fund your own available spending limit on your credit card. So you, if you got five hundred to put to it, uh, you could put five hundred on it and use it at how you had that five hundred on there for a year. They'll track how you spend it. At the end of the year, you can get the five hundred back, and then the financial institution to give you five hundred of their money to use and play with. And then if you show that you're sensible with that six months to a year, they might bump you up to a thousand, you know? So the best way, if you got poor credit, start off with a secured credit card, you know, go ahead with that, put some money up, um, put some money aside and start building your credit. Now it doesn't mean put 500 aside and then you go and charge 500. No, you want to keep your credit. If you can, 10% 10% utilization or less. So that's 10% or less. So if, if you're looking at reference to that, you're looking at about $50 is what you want to look at. You don't want to just go crazy with it. Um, so, and if you charge 50, hey, pay that 50 off when the next bill cycle come for you to make a payment on your account. And then as you keep building on it, now you got somebody else's money that you could play with. Um, but, with credit, when you get credit, if you don't have a secure card, when you start getting unsecured credit cards, make sure you're getting cards. Look at the interest rate, right? So some people will offer you, they'll take a chance on you, and they'll give you a card, but it may have a high interest rate. So what is interest rate? So you may have a 22% interest rate. I've seen some as high as a uh, somebody had one that was a 47% interest rate. So you got to think about that. And let's just round it up to 50%, simple math, right? So if you're spending $100 and you got a 50% interest rate, you got to pay back $150. Like that doesn't even make sense to do that. So you want to look at the interest rate. You want to get a card with a low interest rate. If you can't get a card with a, a low interest rate, Go ahead and take the one with the higher interest rate, but when you make the payment monthly, make sure you're paying enough that covers the interest rate as well so that interest is not piling up. And then once you continue to build your credit up, guess what? You go get the lower interest rates or you even be qualified for sometimes you get a card 12 months, same as cash, where there's no interest for 12 months. You know, so now you're you're building your credit and you're not having to worry about paying all that interest back. Um, that's just a little tidbit on that. Also, every card isn't a good card to get. Um, so let me tell you this. I received something the other day to uh get a black card. Um and I looked at it, I was like, hmm, you know, black card, that's great. It's just a, really a status symbol. Um, you know, it's really not necessary. And when I looked into everything that came along with it, uh, the annual fee is $500 that you got to pay just to get the black card. Why would I want to pay $500 just to carry around a piece of plastic so that when I pull the card out, people can say, oh, he got a black card. Like, no, that that's stupid. Like, that's a waste of $500. I could do something else with or put it towards something else. Um, however, I will say this, um, when you're looking at your credit as well, and when you're looking at your cash, save your credit cards for big purchases. So let's say you want to take a trip, swipe off on that, use the card for the trip, 
pay that off, you know, get it down to 10%. And it's good not necessarily to pay all your card off, like kind of leave it at 10%. That's what I do. Um, I have several credit cards, um, and some of them, they got zero balances on. Um, I don't even use them. They're just around for a case of emergency. However, if I do use them, I make sure that I keep it down at 10 or I pay it off altogether. Um, that's the way to go. But use your credit for big purchases, um, vacations, uh, online purchases, stuff like that. Um, so many times I see people going down the wrong path. They use their credit to buy gas. They'll go through Chick-fil-A and use a credit card. No. If you don't have the money to where you can go to Chick-fil-A, if you don't have the money um, to where you can go and buy gas. Now, if there's an emergency and you got to get gas, understandable. But eating out at a restaurant, if you got to use a credit card, you have no business eating out at a restaurant. Like, I'm just, I'm going to be honest with you. You have no business eating out at a restaurant if you have to use a credit card. Um, you should be able to use cash. Now, if you have a rewards card and you're trying to get points, okay, get the gas, get the food, pay it right off. You need to make sure you do that. Get the gas, get the food, and pay it right off. I have a card that gives me travel miles for uh, gas, stuff like that. So sometimes I will charge gas because I know I'm going to get the rewards off of it. Um, use your cash for just everyday miscellaneous things, gas, food, groceries, um, small bills, like cell phones, stuff like that. Use your cash that's tied to your debit, uh, card on your bank account. Um, don't go cause what, what'll happen is you'll say, ah, oh, that's only $5 that you getting some food on. You'll charge a credit card. And then before you know it, Next time you charging again, oh, that's only $20. I'm getting gas. Before you know it, your balance on your credit card is, is higher than you even expected. And now you're swimming in debt trying to get out of it. So I wanted to share that tidbit with you. Um, I always believe in making sure I give you some helpful information. And I wanted to let you know if you ask me um, what's better cash or credit or is is credit important yes they're both equally important don't allow anybody anybody who's going telling you that credit is not important they don't have a uh, good credit and they don't want to hold themselves accountable to fix their credit that's all that is um because if they had the opportunity i'm pretty sure they would make sure that their credit was in line business credit i could talk to you about that as well we'll say that for another unpopular fact um because i started uh with that last year and i've learned a lot about business credit the importance of it um how you can run it up what you could do to get credit increases um so any of that stuff i don't portray myself as an expert but i know how to how to improve your credit sustain your credit and i also know how to get uh, lines of business credit extended as well using your own money initially and then giving them to just open up to where you're able to take advantage of others money so if you need any assistance on that if you have any questions about that definitely don't hesitate to reach out to me i'll be more than happy to chop it up with you about credit 
Yeah. Each one teach one. That's what we do on the Stand On The Podcast. We share that information. Too many times people have the information and they'll be like, man, I ain't sharing that. I ain't telling nobody how to do something. Nah, we don't do that on here. Each one teach one. So, this is what we go do. Um, we go get into something um, that's been on the minds of a lot of people. And I just want to say, like, uh, for me personally, this is something that I could personally attest to. Right? Uh, something I've experienced. Something I went through, but I'm going to set the stage like this. Um, This is how we go set the stage on this. Um, I'm going to paint the picture for you. And and I want you to tell me how you would feel based on the picture I paint for you um, on what we go do. And this is this is this week's pull back the curtain. Right. So I need you to follow me all the way through this as I set this up. We got a guest who go come in and weigh in on something. He's qualified to come in and weigh on it. Um, so let me paint the picture first. Here we go. Let's go build a little background music on this one because I really want you to close your eyes and walk through, walk through this with me as I paint the picture of me telling you I'm going to take you to a concert. Yeah, we're going to a concert. And when we go to that concert, there's some things that I want you to pay attention to, okay? So just close your eyes, and I'm painting the scene for you, all right? So we arrive at the concert. Yep, we encounter a life-size head. Like a life-size head, let's say the favorite artist that we're coming to see. Picture now, as we get ready to walk into the concert, to enter the concert, we got to walk through the mouth of the oversized head of an artist that we absolutely love. All right? You hear everybody getting excited. You see the excitement building. You hear people on the inside. Now, we're inside. We've walked through the mouth. You see 5,000 other members of the fan base Shoulder to shoulder You see some looking past you Some looking lost Most looking out of body You see children You see college students Career men Career women Yeah, you see all of that But hold on I want to tell you something else Let's pause that sound for a minute that's the other sound that you start hearing like, yo, what is this? Yeah, let's look, what is this sound? Fear frequency, right? So that's that's the the fear frequency we've been hearing for six hours. Alright, so we done heard this for six, seven hours straight. The fear frequency. Now the event starts to get closer. You notice the final stage assembly. Yep. You look up there, you see it. 
You see an inverted cross as a stage. You see an oversized hand above it all motioning to you. Come on in through the open mouth. Similar to the one you walk through to enter the event. The circles of fire at the opening of the mouth with signs saying, see you on the other side. Yeah, see you on the other side. So now if I just describe that to you, we don't really go there because this is, I'm painting a picture. We're there virtually. Um, and that's a whole nother conversation. That metaverse stuff that's coming soon. I'm going to talk to y'all about that on the episode too. But virtually, we've gone there. By me describing that, how many would just say, yeah, that's where I want to be? Think about all the stuff I talked about. We're walking through someone's mouth. To get into the venue. You get in there. You see people who look completely out of their mind. Some of them looking past you. Some of them not even looking at you. And the weirdest thing ever. You see all this going on. But you see kids around. Some on their parents shoulders. Some just. They're just as, as live as the adults are. And you're wondering like what's going on here. Then you look up at the stage. You see an inverted cross. You see a hand over the stage saying, come on in. There's fire circling around the entry of the stage. It even says that this is the portal. You know what a portal is? It says this is a portal. And then it says, I'll see you on the other side. I know if I was described it, there's no way I would say, yeah, sign me up for that. You know? This is the scene that I just painted for you that was at uh, Astro World Fest. And I'm sure unless you've been hiding under a rock, you've heard about the events that happened at the Astro World Fest where eight people uh, supposedly lost their lives uh, for various reasons and things that was going on. Um, it's being investigated uh, right now by the FBI. Um, some people are saying it was a lot more than eight people. They're only saying eight. I saw that somebody else passed away today. Um, they were brain dead, but they, they passed away from the injuries they uh, uh, sustained at the event. So I want you to think about this. Um, and I've heard different people talk about different things. And I've I've heard some people just say, oh, they was on drugs. That's all it is. And it, this is this is what it was. And um, that's all we need to look at. So. I myself personally have put on Facebook, and again, this is a stand on it podcast. So anything I say, I stand on it. I had put on Facebook. I said, if you understand musical f- music frequencies, you understand what was going on there. You combine music frequency, opioid use, um, alcohol, um, uh, energy. You understand what happened at Astro World Fest. Um, and somebody just replied, ah, they was on drugs. It was a lot of people that was responding like, yup, people ain't, uh, aware of what's going on. They're not looking at the whole thing. So a lot of people surprisingly were in tune. They were like, yeah, yeah, we, we know they don't know. They don't get it. But one person said, ah, they was just on drugs. And I was like, yeah, drugs and demonic energy. And then somebody else responded, nah, that wasn't it. Uh, because if it was just uh, a energy or this or that, 
Um, you do music, I do music. Why hadn't our music blown? And I, I responded to him. I said, oh, just that simple, huh? And then he said something else, and I came back, and I said, to answer the question about um, why, if it's just that simple, we don't do that kind of music, I said, because I'm not demonic, you know? That's the difference. I'm not demonic, so I'm not pushing this agenda to where I'm going to get people to buy in, and I'm going to play in that wave to get people to say, all right, yeah, I wanna, I wanna get his, get into his music. Um, as somebody who has been a part of, and this ain't gonna be popular as well. I, I don't care. Um, but I consider the religion I grew up in. I consider it a cult. You know, so someone who's been a part of that, and when your brain is programmed, that's all of this type stuff is, man. Why do you think they say that certain celebrities have a cult following? Think about that. Oh, they got a cult following. We don't understand what the word cult is meaning. They think that's something to to be proud of. When you say you got a cult following, do you know what kind of control you have on people when you are saying that you are the leader of a, a cult? Like, you got you to gotta research that and understand what that's about. That's not something you should be proud of. Unless you're trying to go for that power to be able to control people. And a lot of these big time celebrities, they do. They have that cult following because they know how to play with these frequencies to control these people's minds. I've looked into stuff where people said nobody was getting stampeded there. You know, it wasn't a stampede. Um, They're saying that, hey, uh. People were just out of their mind. They were looking possessed. Like people passed out. People were foaming at the mouth. And I want to give you my own personal experience. So me and my homeboys, we was in Florida a couple years back. And if you know me, I don't run from it. I had a pill addiction, right? So I'm on these pills and we playing uh, this Travis Scott song, Who What? Yo, that sounded like the best thing to me that I ever heard. Like, I kept telling them, run the song back, run the song back. We riding around, we just playing the song back, playing the song back. And I'm like, boy, this song's so hard. But now that this has happened and I've reflected back on it, I understand what it was. It was that frequency and the mind frame that I was in. That just kept having me just go further and further. It was sounding good to me. It was feeling good to me. We was on the same wavelength. I looked into some of the lyrics on it and um, on a particular song. And it really resonated with me at the time because one of the things that Travis said in the song, he said that, uh, what's the part, dang, uh, ah, I'm trying to think, Wait, how did he put it in there? Um, yeah, let me think, let me think, um, he said, I don't think these things I took is helping me, talking about the pills, I can barb some more, when he say barb some more, he talking about Xanaxes, I could take some more Xanaxes, you know, cause the ones I done took, they ain't got me where I need to be right now, I can barb some more, that's what he said, that's what I was on. I was on Xanax. So I'm relating to everything he said. And I remember 
I took another pill. Like we was on our way to the club. When we got to the club, I'm listening to that the whole way there. When we got out, I'm already on pills. I'm like, I can bob some more. I took another one before we went in the club. But it's just that frequency was sounding so good. And the way he was talking, it was like, yeah, you know, it put me right there. You know, so music frequency is a real thing. And I went and looked into some of his other music. He records his music and it's 963 hertz. If you can research it, these are facts. The majority of his music is recorded in 963 hertz, which is also known as the God frequency. Yeah, it's known as the God frequency. And what that God frequency is intended to do, it's intended to clear your mind so you can open it up for to to have it uh, inserted with new stuff. So you listening to that frequency, your mind is cleared. And now it's like, come on in. Hence the hand that was over the, the whole establishment there. Come on in. Let me give you this 963 hertz. I've already given you the fifth frequency for the last six hours or so. And what that fifth frequency does, it promotes uh, nausea. It makes your heart rate pump, depression. A lot of his music, if you listen to it, is dark. It's really dark. So when you you combine that together, first I'm going to give you the fear. Then I'm going to give you the God frequency. And then I'm going to just tell you, come on in. Like, listen to what I'm telling you here. And the type energies, imagine the energies that was in there. If you spiritual and you understand energies, you know it's real. I tell you that at the end of every Episode, energy is real, but everybody don't possess real energy. That's that's a real thing. Like, all those energies that were in there, and then you got drugs on top of that, opioids, whatever other drugs people was on, alcohol. Man, it was a recipe for disaster. 50,000 people. 50,000 people. Like, and I want you to think about this. You know, and I know people go say, ah, he's a conspiracy theorist and all of this. Now, think about this, though. So me and my lady went on vacation last week where we were at. We couldn't go in anywhere without a mask on. And they had signs up that said vaccination status does not matter. You can't come in here without a mask on. So the most people we probably seen when we went somewhere was maybe a hundred at one given time in an area, maybe a hundred. And they wanted to mandate masks. You got to have it on. We got to protect people. How they go allow 50,000 people. You mean to tell me 50,000 people out there was vaccinated. Number one, number two, the videos I seen, I don't think I seen not one mask, but it's 50,000. There's all these mandates. COVID is just wiping everybody out is what they're telling us. But again, that's a whole nother episode we'll have to get into. But 50,000 people at this festival. And then you want to say, well, yeah, it's, it's, we're only, and, and not to downplay it at all. I, I don't want you to think I'm doing that. But to say, well, we only lost eight lives. Come on, man. Like, come on. Don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe, man. Like, 
you got to be willing to pull that curtain back and you got to do it at the expense of I don't care if it's popular or not. We got kids we got to protect and kids we got to get the right understanding to, man. Like we we can't just go along to get along. We we got to stop that. This this has to stop. I'm encouraging everybody to stop that, man, cuz it don't matter if my message popular or if it ain't popular. I'm just go from now on I've committed to myself. I'm gonna tell you the real. If you don't want to hear it, cool. That lets me know where we stand. Uh if you're somebody close to me, hey, I still love you, but I just know you're not ready for these type conversations. But we can't just turn a blind eye anymore and take whatever the media go give us or take whatever somebody else telling us without doing our, our own research and not be having a, a, a ounce of common sense. Like a lot of this stuff I'm talking just takes an ounce of common sense. If we just stop and think for a minute, we could come to our own conclusion and be like, that don't even make sense. That don't even make sense. So I'm going to play this clip for you from this YouTube influencer um, who was speaking on the, the, the Travis Scott incident. And some of the stuff he said was spot on. Like it made a whole lot of sense. It was kind of like some of the stuff I've been talking about, um, but it, it it was spot on what he was saying. Here we go. If you got people dying at your concert, that's it's a bad concert. It's bad. That means it's a bad influence. That means it has it's a bad energy there. That's like saying people died at church because they caught the spirit. They died. Nigga, that wasn't the spirit of God. Nigga, that's the devil. You got people dying in anything, bro. If anything, if you throw a basketball game and eight people die, that's a bad basketball game. Huh? If you got a club, if you got a club where four people get shot at the club on the inside and nobody, that's a bad club, bro. You got negative energy all in there. So just imagine... How much negative energy had to be at this concert while it was going? Just imagine how much negative energy was being projected through this music or through other people that were feeling like their lives was on the line because they was being crushed and they had gates and shit around them where they couldn't escape when no ambulance, no security around them to get nobody no help. People up under people being trampled upon. Just think about how much bad energy was being conjured up there to create this experience, nigga. People die, not one. Not Yo, so... Again, energy is real. Think about what he was saying, man. It's 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 too real. Hey, I'm gonna bring my guest on right now. We're gonna sit down and chop this up. We was talking about it the other day. He was so insightful and I'm like, hey man, you gotta come on here and talk about this, man. And he's qualified to talk about it. I'm gonna have him talk to y'all about some of his qualifica- qualifications. Give it up for my man Shaq. It's good, man. man? Yes, sir. Hey, appreciate you being on here, man. So, I wanted to get you on the mic to kind of talk about. uh, We had a conversation yesterday. We was kind of talking about it. You made some 
outstanding points. But first of all, mm-hmm. I want you to tell people, because, uh, again, sometimes people think, oh, they just talking. Tell them your qualifications musically to where you're able to, to talk in an educated manner about music frequencies, why you understand these things. Well, I was, um, I went to college for uh, audio production, you know what I'm saying? So I graduated, I got my bachelor's degree in that, and that's what I do, you know, full time, so. Right. So this man is definitely qualified. He understands sounds. He understands frequencies. And that's one of the things that I was talking about. Like, um, yes, it could have been other contributing factors, but that frequency gets you into that mindset. But I really wanted you to talk about something you mentioned yesterday because mm-hmm. for the life of me, I couldn't <laughs> figure out. They were saying, like, there was one individual uh he was on his dad's shoulders, and his dad passed out. When his dad came to, his nine-year-old son was missing. And uh, his nine-year-old son, he ended up losing his life, you know, um, at the concert as well. And my thought process was like, why is there a nine-year-old kid even here? Tell him, tell him what you were saying yesterday about the kids, why the kids would be there. Well, you got to think about um, how the kids react to, like, you know, the newer artists and things like that and how those people play a, a huge influence on the gaming industry. You know what I'm saying? So one point that I just, when I heard about the concert and then the little boy being nine years old, I'm like, well, my little cousins is, you know, around that age and they play uh, Fortnite, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know if it was uh pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, or during the pandemic, somewhere around there. But Travis Scott had did a concert on the actual game. Yep. So where the kids could log on and they could go with their character that they made and they could go and see like a 40-foot Travis Scott performing in the Fortnite game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you see your kid going through that much trouble to try to like be, you know what I'm saying, to watch his favorite artist in the video game that is for free, mm-hmm. You wouldn't mind paying like a couple of dollars, you know, a couple of dollars to go and see him in person to give your child that experience of a lifetime. But you have to be aware of, you know, what I'm saying what you're going into and you have to fully like research what's going on at these concerts and what's really happening. Because these people is, you know, they getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And I thought that point, man, was so like it was opening because it made all the sense in the world because. When you said that, I had just read earlier that Fortnite had removed his emote where you could be his emoji or whatever it is. They removed him from Mm -hmm. Fortnite. And I'm like, yeah, I do remember him putting on a concert. And then I started thinking back because something else you were saying, too, you was talking about, hey, that's where they're going now. Go at the kids first, Mm -hmm. you know. And of course, that's how it's starting off. Like as parents, even if you're not a parent, and I'm and I'm not I'm not gonna say that I am. I'm not a parent, so you know. But just knowing how kids, you know, what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. talking to kids, but you got to talk to your kids. You got to talk to the kids to understand like what they're going through and what they feel and what they like. You know what I'm saying? If these are things that they like, then you have to understand. You got to sit them down. You got to explain to them like, okay, you can like it, but be aware of how much you like something, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you don't know fully what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. As we see now. Right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So you gotta and and parents, 
what the thing that has happened today, and and I don't want to sound like the old man preaching, but if I need to sound like that, I don't care about wearing that hat. Um, back in the day, uh, and I was born in the eighties. You couldn't, you couldn't be in your room with the door closed. That was unacceptable. Well, you don't pay no bills if you don't open that door. That was unacceptable to even be in your room with the door closed. More or less, you in the room on a gaming system or any of that right. with the door closed. But what happens now, parents are using these gaming systems as babysitters. And kids are getting so caught up in these gaming systems, um, this augmented reality, that they don't even live in the world that we're in. Like, they, they just think everything's a joke or it's a game. And then it's sad, like, this this nine-year-old lost his life. But again... You know, as parents, we gotta look at ourselves. That was he had that kid had no business being out there at that concert, none. Even if you you can say, well, the music. Look at the other debauchery that's going on around him. You got people just public publicly doing drugs, um, just all kind of stuff going on. There's no reason a nine year old kid should be out there, but we gotta take a stand sometimes, and I. I I'm not here to judge his parents. That's not my that's not my place. But what I will say is this. If my daughter asks me to do something, if I'm like, no, you're not doing that, that's what it is, and we're not talking about it no more. But some parents are scared to disappoint their kids, and they be like, oh, I want to get them a life I never had, or I don't want to make them upset. You the parent. Who cares if they upset? You are the parent. You got to raise these kids because these kids, you got to save these kids from themselves. They don't understand what's going on. And the media is just going to keep feeding them and feeding them. And a couple other things I want to touch on before we get out of here, like mm-hmm. even the cactus. So Cactus Jack, I start looking at that, like Cactus Jack. He goes by that. He goes by the flame. Um, and when I start looking at it, so the cactus there's this demon cactus that's out there. Talking about uh, Travis Scott. Travis? Okay. He, he goes, I, I was he, just by one of his like alter egos. And yeah, stuff like yeah. That. He okay. goes by Cactus Jack. That's on all his clothing. Yeah, um, I know he got that group. The I don't know if he cultivated the group or did it, but you know the Jack Boys. Yep. Yeah, yep, okay. Got the Jack right, okay. Boys. Yeah, I'm following you. I'm uh, he got Cactus Jack Records. So I'm looking at that, and then as I'm looking at that, there was this flyer that he put out. And on the flyer it said, Dystopia is an imagine uh it said dystopia is near um and i'm like dystopia like what what is this talking about so i started looking at that dystopia is the opposite of utopia so utopia is like a perfect feeling or whatever Mm -hmm. so dystopia is an imagined community or a society that's dehumanizing and frightening so on the flyer he had dystopia is near and then at the at the bottom of it, it said, when the end arrives, it's really the beginning. You know? So dystopia is near. This 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 fear or this dehumanizing that's frightening. And then at the bottom it says, when the end arrives, it's really the beginning. Hence see you on the other side. So we gotta look at all of this stuff, like you're telling people it's okay. Let's go to hell. Let's die. You know, let's let's do it. 
Um, and that was one of his interviews I looked up as well. You know, and I'll play, I'll play the snippet of his own words is what he said on his interview when he was talking about like, you know, what's the intent of his shows? Like, what what does he want to do? And again, this is information that's just out there that we can look at. And I gotta be honest, if if this didn't happen, um, I would have told my daughter she said I want to go to Astro World Fest. No. Just because I already knew even back when Travis was, when T.I. first signed Travis, a lot of people didn't know T.I. signed Travis back in the day. And Travis, they were saying again, at that time, he was playing with the Demons. Like, even way back in the day when he first came out. So just me knowing that, I would have told my daughter, no, you're not going to that. And she's 16. However, I wouldn't have looked into it this deep if... What happened at Astro World Fest had not happened. You know, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have paid attention to it. But here's what he says about his shows. You know, so I'm aware. That's why I was just like, man, but when I do my shows, I be so turned, man. Like, it's a, it's a, it's another level. Yeah. Travis Scott's on stage. Like, yeah. You know, I'm not like the guy that got like, you know, I had the backup dancers. I ain't got the drummers and that. No. I'm all about the blood. You know, we got to turn up. The you blood. Know, all about rage. <laughs> blood, blood. Just like the, Who's bleeding on stage? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not bleeding, but the fans are like <laughs> I feel giving their bodies. I'm not bleeding. What? But the fans are leaving their bodies. And the stupid interviewer said, oh, I feel you. Like, no, man, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> nah, we I don't We got to take a stand and, and, and stop with the BS, man. We got to let people know, like, it's not that simple. You know, the face value of stuff, we can't just take it. We can't allow our kids to take it. But um, what do you think? I want to ask you this because you would be an expert on this. What What's do up? you think about music frequencies? Do you think that they really have an impact on people? Of course. Of course. So think about this, right? <clears throat> and I always used to think about this uh, when they told me this in science class, right? Mm -hmm. So they said the body is made up of like 70% water. Right. Right. And I seen this video on YouTube where they would play certain music um, like under a bed of water, I guess I guess it was, right? Mm -hmm. And they were uh, recorded at a uh, molecular level. Mm -hmm. So you could see the molecules in the water. And so when they would play certain types of music or they would play it at certain frequencies, the water would make certain patterns. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So just imagine those. Now, your body is made up of 70 percent of water. So just imagine hearing those frequencies or hearing those, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's your body, 70 percent water. So it's going you know, that pattern is happening inside your body. So whether regardless of. You know what I'm saying? If you want to, it's it's a physical thing on a molecular level. You can't see it, but it's happening. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just something really to think control about. It, yeah, it's just something to think about, though. You know? Yeah. Because there was a, uh, I was reading this thing too, man. And again, like I said, uh, even though I didn't agree with the religion I came up in, it taught me. I know. I know the Bible very well. And one of the things that people don't understand, Satan was very musical. Oh yeah, he was very musical. Um, um, yeah. the minister of music, the minister of music, the minister of go. music. The so devil. yeah, so you got to be careful playing with with those, uh, you know, playing with them frequencies. Mm -hmm. You know, so 
it's some bad frequencies out there. It's some demonic frequencies out there. It's some good frequencies out there too. Yep. So what you tapping into, you might think you just playing around and it, it, and just experimenting, but know what you tapping into. Some mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You got to look into it a little bit deeper than just yeah. oh oh I like this music. Let's go and you know what I'm saying? Just like you said, you got to read the flyer. Yeah. Look at what these words mean. Oh, I don't know what that word means, but we we still going to go. No, nah, go look it up. Like, right. what's, what is this really about? You know what I'm saying? If you say you really love this artist, if you say you really, like, follow this artist's music, you should, you know, break it down. Okay, what is he really talking about? What message is he really trying to bring across? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because those frequencies, they go inside your body. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So... You gotta be careful, cause like I said, I'm uh, I'm I'm giving a testimony on that. Right. that with that particular artist, with the mind state I was in, uh, I've experienced it. Um, also, there was a scientist who just he had an experiment. Like everywhere he went to speak, he would just say to the audience as soon as he walked up, mm-hmm. "The best part of waking up and the audience was finished is folders in your cup." And what it was is, it wasn't nothing that, this is not a great song. Right. But it's in music and what, you put something in music, it bypasses your frontal lobe where you process and think about stuff. All you're getting is it a gets tone stuck in, in your, your brain. Head. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it gets stuck, stuck in your brain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, like. Whether you, want, whether you like it or not. Right. You know you got some songs on the radio or that you'll hear in the elevator or that you'll hear at the club that you just be like, man. Yep. I do not like this song at first And then you just keep on hearing it everywhere And then for some reason it just gets stuck in your head mm-hmm. You find yourself singing it And then guess what yep. You start to like it You know what I'm saying yeah. So it's like you gotta be careful what you feed in your mind That make all the sense in the world And then it, it explains too Like why uh, To your point Like man you'll hear a song on the radio Like man it's trash But you keep hearing it over and over yep. Or I've experienced this I don't like a song but let me be in the club and then whamming through them speakers. Yeah, it give you a different feeling. React. I'm like, boy, that's hard. But but just think about this, right? So you go to the club, you ever stand like right by the DJ booth, mm-hmm. and then that 808 hit and that just it just goes straight to your chest. Yep. Man, what you think happening? Yep. <laughs> what you think happening to your body? You getting that feeling, boy? Like man, so. I appreciate you, man, coming on here. Oh no, nah, man, I appreciate you. Expert feedback. Um, because uh, this man definitely knows his music. He's he's hard on the music. You'll be hearing more from him musical musically wise. Oh, most definitely. Um, definitely go hear that. But I wanted to. I had something else lined up for the show tonight, and I had uh, another guest that I was gonna call up. We was talking about something with cuffing season coming up, and the majority of of women this day and age uh, with kids. Like, how you have to be careful about who you bring around your kids. When is a good time to be bringing people around your kids? And and how do you break down to your kid? What boundaries do you set, even with that? So we're going to get into that next week. Um, But I really wanted to spend some time because I felt like this is something that we really need to talk about. Like, uh, making sure that as parents, even if you're not a parent, like I said, adults, you seeing the kids, I talk to kids that ain't even, uh, I'm not their parent, but I'm still like trying to instill in them every opportunity that I can, even grown people like, hey man, 
Don't be scared to Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain Scratch that, I tell you every time Pay attention to that man behind the curtain Pull the curtain back Look what's going on Be smart Don't just take nothing for face value And at the end of the day Don't go alone to get along If it ain't right Man don't go along with that Amen. Just, just cause it's the popular opinion You better stand on it You gotta stand on it Like ain't nobody going along with that man But hey We appreciate y'all tapping in with us tonight Go leave it with you with this Keep in mind Energy is real Everyone don't possess real energy Watch it Control your surroundings If you wanna be on the show Or if you wanna submit content Email the standonitpod At gmail.com Also I forgot to put the disclaimer in um, the section where I pay, played the clip from YouTube, um, it contains some language that might be offensive to some. When I put the timestamps on for the episode, just make sure you uh, fast forward through that section um, because we don't go back and edit it. But uh, usually we try to keep it clean, but sometimes there will be things on here that are said that some may deem offensive. But that's why I put the timestamps on. If you feel like it's offensive, just pass Right on through it It's only about a minute or so anyway um, But I did want to disclaim that Hey, subscribe, rate, review, like, share Episode drop every Monday 9am on all major platforms uh, For podcasting Wherever you get your pla- uh, your podcasting Also we'll put out the live episode on YouTube During the week Usually try and drop that around Wednesday So be on the lookout Keep giving me feedback um, let me know what I can do uh, better, what you would like to hear um, more of, because, um, again, each one teach one. That's how we go get better and how we go continue to move forward as a people. Continue to enjoy yourselves. Continue to take care of yourselves. We're going to leave you with this.